Welcome to Podcasters, the unofficial after show of the Netflix series Wrestlers, presented by the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Today we will cover episode two of Wrestlers entitled Cheap Heat. And there will be spoilers for everything that happens. Yeah, see? Before we get into the episode, what would, what are your thoughts on this episode in five words? Give us a go there, Jackman. What do you think? On episode two? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, I'm super famous. That's true. Jackman does appear in this episode. <laughs> so have you retained representation? You got an agent yet? Uh, I feel the, like I'm going to be negotiating with him by the waiting, end of the week. Waiting on PJ Jones to join us in oh, soon. Oh, oh God. Yeah. He is, that, I'm going to have to pay you so much money. So go ahead, Brian. What do you think? Five words. Let's see. So wrestling is a tough business. It is that. Mm-hmm. No kidding. And what about you, B. Hines? Hey, man, I was there. You were there? Those are my five words. Hey, man, I was You were there. there. That was my first proper introduction to OVW, live. You know, that was a fun night. We were all there. That was great. Me and you and the the family. We had a great time that night. That was a really fun night. That being the uh, And and apparently, Jackman, sorry, Jackman, you were right close to us, man. We were right there. I kept looking out for you guys. Um, Uh, My son shows up, but like where they show where you're standing at, we weren't far from there. Okay. Yeah, it's weird that we were all there together in one spot, close proximity, but we didn't know each other yet. Right. That was his met. The one person who could have connected this group up was not there because that would be me. Yep. (laughs) Well, look at us. Look at us now, baby. He he decided to be a no show that night. I I was supposed to be there. What do you want? But 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 I I chickened out or something. Who knows? (laughs) Anyway, so. So we'll get into the full discussion of everything uh, of, oh, your five words, Victor. We didn't get yours. Well, my five words was uh, I was pleased to see that my son showed up on it. Yeah. Well, I know that's more than five words. I'm not going to count my words so because <laughs> my mind doesn't operate that way. Well, but, the, uh, the picture you sent us, because you sent us a screenshot of, was, of, of, uh, of, of your kid. And that was my wife that found that. And Matt was looking at him. It, it does look like, like he's looking at like him. Like he's looking right at looking right at him. Yeah, so. like, what do you want with that kid, Matt? <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. so we will, let's get into the full thing right after this. Welcome back to Podcasters. I remain Tiny Brian. Here with me is Jackman Oates, Brian Hines, and Victor Anderson. Hello. Yes, Victor, you're welcome back. Welcome to taking your rightful place, rounding out our, uh, ra- getting us a, a full squared circle here to go through this. So I'm going to go ahead and we do have the, the episode playing in front of us. Um, just to kind of see some of the sights and sounds and, uh, so they start out the show in a way that I really appreciate, talking about the Attitude Era of WWE, mm-hmm. talking about Jim Ross yeah. specifically. And I'm going to tell you, if it wasn't for Jim Ross, now, my, Jim Ross was not what got me into wrestling, but Jim Ross is what got me into kind of the business of wrestling and being interested in, on this sort of a meta level because right around the turn of the millennium, Jim used to put out weekly e- mm. weekly web page posts that were totally behind the scenes and talking about who was coming up. Sp- and they he talked mm. about OVW in those. What a was lot. it called? Um, JR's J- the, the Ross Report. The, the Ross, Ross Report. Report. That's right. Thank you, Jackman. Dress for less. 
Because yeah. um, WWE.com was one of the first things I used to look at online. And, you know, we worked the same job as we do now, ironically. We worked the same job then. We would both sit there and we would read it on Monday morning. And then at lunch, we would talk about it mm-hmm. every week. And that is kind of where I got into this whole side of it to be fascinated by it. So I, I really like that. And uh, my, my favorite quote from this particular moment early on here is uh, Al saying that the, the purpose of wrestling shows is to make everyone appear as much like a star as possible. That's mm-hmm. right. That's and, why they call them superstars. Right, right. I mean, you've got to have every person has to be kind of believable in the sense that they could beat anybody else, um, depending on – that's not always the way that it goes, but you want – you want at least the audience to think that there's a 50-50 shot every single time that a match uh, gets underway. I have to admit that I don't remember Avatar. Oh, this, yeah, this we did. Al Snow character. Yeah, he's here. popped up on our screen at this point. Yeah. Uh, because we do quickly get into kind of some uh, some of Al Snow's backstory. And, yes, he did start out on, on old pre-Attitude Era WWF. Well, how would you remember him as Avatar? Because he wore a mask. Yeah, but... I don't know. Do you remember Avatar, Brian? I sure don't. I, I remember Al Snow, but I don't remember. I definitely character. remember Al Snow. Oh, yeah. Him, well, him with that backwards help me on his forehead. I think it's one of the best things ever. Oh, yeah. And, and we'll see it later on in this series. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Um, but, yeah, he does talk about, and he was Avatar. Do you remember when he was in the New Rockers? A little. I remember the New Rockers. but I, I do remember that name. I don't remember uh, who Marty Janetti's partner was, though. And apparently it was Al Snow. Uh, yeah. Leaf Cassidy, as he would have been called at that time. There you go. Yep. Oh, uh, perfect. <laughs> is there someone? Is a better? Is there a name we would know him better as? Um, well, that would that would have been Al Snow. Al Snow's name and the New Rockers. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, I see. I thought you. Were, who was his partner? Marty Janetti. Marty Janetti. Oh well, yeah. I Marty know, the I know that name right there. So yeah. I don't need that. Sure. So my favorite thing about how he came to his real, his final form, so to speak is that he took it from a psychology paper, uh, an article he read about mm-hmm. about uh, schizophrenia and transference. And, and, and yeah, the, the head is, of course, what all of us know Al Snow for. It's what I know. It's, it's what everybody wants. Right, the mannequin head. Sure. And, and he would. He would, like, set it over there and talk to it and everything, and it was great. And it's also kind of just a snapshot of how smart Al is in general. Um, you can borrow from wrestling a lot of wrestlers only know to borrow from wrestling, but he looked outside of the wrestling world, introduced something, uh, you know, that's kind of a high concept thing it into is. wrestling and then got over like Rover on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at all those heads. <laughs> so, um, this my- is like, in my opinion, the finest vignette probably of the whole attitude era is Al Snow racing head <laughs> and head head gets to the finish line before Al Snow does somehow. It's like I, like vignettes were so good in the attitude era. That, that is a slept on one. That is like one of my biggest like favorite ones. I mean, he wrestled the head. I had forgotten or I had never seen. He did. He wrestled. The, didn't he lose to the head? He did. He always loses <laughs> to the head. Well, that's part of the story he tells. I don't know if it was in this episode, but, yeah, no, he talks was, about losing like, to the head. And that was know, a turning point. And somehow, and, you know, take a drink every time Al Snow says creativity in this show. But, uh. Well, don't mind if I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he says, if I can make you believe, he said, if you believe in me, 
So you'll believe anything I do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's, once he kind of found that voice, and it's just great to watch some of those old clips of Al from the, eight, from the 90s and the early millennia just all smacking around the head. <laughs> just, yes. We're just going to end up just watching this and just mystery science theatering it if we ain't careful. Um, so one thing I want to talk about as we're kind of getting into because this that was our uh, cold open, I guess you'd say, because we get a main title after we're done looking at Al's background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that they're changing the way that Wrestlers is presented in every episode. Like in the first episode, it's the orange like we've seen on all the social media. But like in this one, it's going to pop up and it's different. And I'm wondering if maybe they're taking stylistic things from different wrestling promotions or I'm, I'm, I'm all the time looking for that kind well, of weird. Well, the first weird... one that uh, came to mind for me, and it's not necessarily a quote-unquote wrestling promotion, but uh, I noticed that they did that with the title See? sequences and uh, it reminded me a lot of Glow. Oh, that's the, interesting. The, the Netflix, Which is the, the Netflix, Netflix show. Netflix. And I feel that. like Netflix really dropped the ball on that when they ordered the fourth season and then started to shoot it and then decided Canceled in the it. middle of it that they mm-hmm. were going to cancel. And I felt like that was a real big injustice. But they, I feel like they redeemed themselves with uh, wrestlers as and, far as that goes. I know. I think it is an episode we'll cut. It's not this episode, but it's one that we'll cover. And it's in... Uh, I suppose whatever I can't read international text very well I can barely, barely read English, but it, it's whatever Malabadi Shira's um, native languages, mm-hmm. and then Hindi. it tra- transforms Hindi. into. I didn't. I thought it was Hindi. I also just didn't want to sound like a complete moron on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like they've done a really great job. Glow did it. Uh, one of my favorite shows, Atlanta, does it a lot, where the the title kind of just ends up uh, as something that you're going to see later on in the episode. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I find it interesting. I think we talked about it last episode that they don't have the elaborate title sequence like you normally expect to see with a, a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I expected baby oil to just mm-hmm. pour all over the ring and, you know, and then we're driving around Louisville, something. They so. definitely get to the meat and potatoes of the episodes very quickly. In, oh, yeah. in, they dig right in real yeah. quick. So after the, the title, we go immediately to our star-crossed lovers. I guess of the series, Haley J and Eric Darkstorm. He's twenty two. No, I'm twenty two. He's, he's yeah. thirty six. Yeah, I like I, him grown. I like him grown. <laughs> she said. I mean, that is one way of phrasing it. She is a she's she might become quite a little star on this. She's yeah. something else. Yeah. So she's from Frankfurt, I think, yep, based but. on the, the. So you know, my uh, my uh, son behind the curtain there. He has he has like. He just poked his hand around to wave at us. She reminds, so he has some neat, some cousins mm-hmm. on his mom's side who live in Frankfurt, and I, I see the raisin in her. It's, sure. She's a Frankfurt girl to be sure. So, and then we get a, a recap of the uh, the Holly and Marie, or yeah, Haley and Marie from the last uh, from the last TV show. Where they, uh, where where uh, Marie had to come out, and f- I love my favorite thing about this, about that, is that they had totally not planned for Marie to come out. Maria, Maria. Maria. No, oh, it is Maria. Amazing, I'm sorry. Amazing Maria. Amazing, Amazing Maria. Maria. My apologies. Maria will kick my kick she my ass. Get it fucking right. Question. Kick yeah. his ass and take his wallet. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Um, 
So yes, Maria. They, they. I love that she just had to come out and just do that. Like it was because, and uh, they because they needed to fill time because Al couldn't see what was going on to give orders because the monitor was down. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope, we just gotta do it, and it just was gold with yeah. that little boo boo face mm-hmm. that she puts on. She is just kind of like effortlessly charismatic. She too. really like, is. She's. It's, it's a little scary. Yeah, it's. Um, you can tell that she's young. You know, oh, yeah. she's at twenty-two, I guess, at the the time of this recording. But she is. She does have this kind of like effortless charisma to her. That's kind of like very inviting. And like not only because she she's very pretty or whatever, but mm-hmm. she just takes up a camera and knows how to take up a camera. And she's. I think the word the good the best word would be guileless. Like mm-hmm. she does not. She she lets you fully into. Yes. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's warts and all of what. Here's me in my car texting while holding a blunt and Pardon. driving. Pardon my French, but I think she just kind of don't give two fucks. I don't no, think so. I don't, <laughs> not even the one. Yeah. Behold the field in which they grow. It is barren. There's a there's a segment in this show where he says, "Oh, Haley's like always living her gimmick." And yeah, yeah buddy, I there's yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, it was in the what you moment. see is what you get with her. That moment in the trailer where Eric was like, could you just not be your character for five? It's like, that's not possible. No, no. She just is that person. Please go to Frankfurt and meet them. They'll, they'll tell you about it. So Eric and the Corolla is one of my favorite things. Oh, it is and, so and they great. keep it. It's so they funny. keep it the whole time. Until the last episode, spoilers. It's all the way through. The He's in time. that car talking, just talking. I assume it's a Corolla. It reminds me of that old Corolla that I had for work. It, it it looks just I like think it. That's where it ended up. And I think Eric it looks just like it. That's, that's the car. scary thing about it. But yeah, he's sitting there in that old car talking oh. shit. So we spend a few minutes early on here talking about story development, and uh, you know they're all kind of in a room, I suppose, on a Monday morning because I know they all mm-hmm. get together to, to to work on Monday evenings, and they're just you know pen and paper working it out, trying to figure out what the next match is mm-hmm. and very kind of old school and it's just fun to watch like i just find it delightful this is something that very few documentaries in the history of wrestling have captured you know right right, um, to maintain the cape yeah yeah i mean even something like beyond the mat you never got which is a great like really great uh and dark uh, beyond the mat and then um Dark Side of the Ring. Well, yeah. the other one, Beyond the Mat is, uh, I guess, Wrestling with Shadows, the Bret Hart, right, Bret, Bret Hart documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those do kind of, you do see scenes like this, like Vince McMahon trying to get Darren Drozdoff to throw up and stuff like that and Beyond the Mat. But I don't remember another wrestling documentary where it's kind of this in-depth and this plain to see, uh, just like what a booking meeting looks like. So I know you are our wrestling purist and uh, self-proclaimed nitpicker. So how do you feel about them getting this far behind the curtain? Well, you work where you can work. Like, that's the whole point of wrestling, is you work where you can work. There's, They are only letting you see what they want you to see to a certain extent. So right. whatever they're doing, it's still only kind of building up the company. And it, like we've, we've talked about this before, last time Vic was on, we know that wrestling is not what it's presented to be. We know that it's kind of uh, predetermined. I like the word staged. Staged. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys are still, they're still a step ahead of you as fans, or else you wouldn't be watching them. Well, exactly. yeah. That's... So that's kind of where I come from. And, like, I just, I'd, I'd go both ways. Like, I love 
I'm okay with watching what's presented on television, and, and when I see stuff like this behind the scenes, it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of what I see on television. One of the things I like is it shows Al Snow, and you know, he's just really an old guy that wants to tell stories. Mm -hmm. And you know, he, he explains it at one point where he tells physical storylines. Yeah, and that's, it's physical and it, storytelling. Physical says. storytelling, that's how he said it. So it's funny because you guys know that one of my big extracurriculars is I run Dungeons and Dragons games for people. I'm a dungeon master. We play games. And we set up scenes in there. And I have literally, like, we, we've come to a moment, and I'll stop and talk to the players, and it's like a, a physical, like a funny moment. Like, we know something funny is going to happen, and we'll spend five minutes kind of planning it out, and then we'll roll it and talk through it, and we'll still find it funny. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, that's what, and, and it's the same sort of thing as, as what the, you know, watching them plan it out. I could probably watch them plan to Thursday's show and then go watch it and still enjoy it yes. just as much or more. Definitely. Kind of knowing what goes into it makes it that much better for me. Mm -hmm. You Dungeon Masters are cut from a different cloth, though. You guys are, you guys, you guys beat to your own drum. I mean, yeah, it's weird to have a world live inside you, but that's a thing for a whole other podcast. So out of that, we talk about the pay-per-views coming up. This is pay-per-view week here in episode two, and they kind of go through the whole thing about what a pay-per-view is. I assume most of our listeners have, are familiar with the concept of the pay-per-view, mm -hmm. and uh, so we won't linger too long on it. But they do come up with the notion, because Haley says she wants to cut her hair, and we can't just, in the wrestling business, we can't just cut our hair, apparently. It has to get taken from us. Right. Mm -hmm. Or else the fans will revolt, apparently? Well, if they don't see hair actually right. physically get cut off. Yeah. You gotta, oh, yeah. You if can't you have a make hair a promise that you don't right. keep. I mean, yeah, technically you could change your appearance however you like, but if you're thinking about making a major physical change, like, you know, in this case, shortening your hair, then that's a golden opportunity for a storyline. Yeah, like Kurt Angle, like Shotzi lately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Very recent, very recent. So do we think there's ever been one of these hair versus hair beard versus beard, I don't know, toenails versus toenails matches where somebody really didn't want to lose and then lost and then had their hair shaved? Or do we think it's always kind of a, a pre-planned? No, it's pre-planned. I can, there's there's kind of one kind of specific one that... I knew you'd have an example, is, Jackman. I knew you is, would. Is kind of close to what you're saying, but not exactly what you're saying. Um, Gorgeous George, like one, kind of the, the grandmaster of, of wrestling gimmicks in, in North America, um, very famously at the end of his career to make money would wrestle these hair versus hair matches basically as soon as he had enough hair to get it cut again. And he was just broke. He was just poor. Had no other choice but to continue losing these hair versus hair matches so not exactly what you're asking but that would be kind of my well that was kind of a sad version of what i said yeah <laughs> it's he's it's a he's a really interesting figure in the history of wrestling um what we wouldn't have wrestling the way that we have it now without him but the end of his life is incredibly sad so brian yes what do you think about the notion that 500 pay-per-view buys like i expected that they got far more than than 500 were oh, you yeah. surprised I, at that? I, yeah. I was very surprised with the numbers that they threw out, like 500 pay-per-view buys. Isn't, Did you think it would much? be less or more? I figured it would be significantly more. Mm -hmm. Sure. 500 seemed easy to me. Considering yeah, like effortless. Yeah. There's what, four or 500,000 people in Louisville? Come on. 
got to give me thousand out of that, wouldn't you think? And that's just Louisville. That's just Louisville. That's just Louisville. Right. And you yeah. can buy this anywhere in the world. I as was we learn. very shocked. Yeah, um, and to hear five hundred. They wanted five hundred, and they only got like seventy-four. Well, now you're spoiling and, the ending. And that yes. was even that was even more shocking, to be honest. What with they you. got? Yeah. 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 What's well, funny, and I noticed because we're watching, and they just put the graphic up where they had the 500 seats, and it's profitable, and they slowly drop it down. Mm-hmm. They let that graphic run all the way down till it got to 74 before they turned it off, and I was like, well, that yeah. is just foreshadowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, they take a few minutes here, and they talk about the, the connections between professional wrestling and television. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and how wrestling and television kind of built one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't uh, wouldn't be what it would be is now without TV for sure. Even back to mention Gorgeous George again, the, he was kind of one of the main when television first started, like post war, you know, the middle rise of the middle class. Um, people were just looking to fill out TV any way they can. Something like wrestling and boxing was perfect because it's a stationary camera. Mm-hmm. And then you end up having this character like Gorgeous George and a couple of other guys who just were made for TV. The radio didn't, you know, once you saw their picture, you saw them walk out, they have the big robe, and it's all this, like, huge uh, to-do. Wrestling and TV, TV needs wrestling, and wrestling needs TV. It's, it's a very symbiotic relationship. The spectacle, as it were. Mm-hmm. It's like bacon and eggs. Um, biscuits and gravy. And they very quickly kind of tease out the, the tension between creative integrity and the bottom line and the costs and, and how it can be so hard to balance that. And I, I just found that, that fascinating. I mean, that's, I think that, that that's almost any kind of... Um, independently run thing uh, whether like you're a band or you're a wrestling company you're always trying to walk that line between am i happy doing this and then also i can't do this if we don't have any money you got to have a bottom line man. yeah you have to stone cold said so that's right i mean yeah i don't want to met do you want to tell him it's wrong i don't he'll roll nope. up on his four-wheeler and kick, kick everybody so before we get into because we're about to hit the country boy show Mm-hmm. That is the next thing that happens. But before we do that, I want to talk about something that happens before or in that thing, but I just want to pull it out and tease it out. When Jesse talking, I think, to Matt, Jesse Goddard's Mr. Spectacular, mm-hmm. literally tells Matt, he's on his scooter, and he's literally like, I have to preserve every calorie, so I just, I don't want to walk. I just scoot everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and, I know I you, talk about the scooter a you're, lot. You're obsessed with the I'm seg- a little. I'm I think a, they call it a Segway. Yes, I'm a little obsessed with that Segway. Uh, it, but, and I don't know why. I kind of want to ride it. I'm pretty sure I'll break it if I do, but I still want to. <laughs> I think you got to get two, one for each foot. I think that'd be a good I got two. Like a pair of roller skates. Yeah. That sounds like a country song. I got two Segway scooters. I mean, well, never mind. Go ahead. So we get some... Uh, some nice um, opening, yeah. Some nice uh, B-roll of they the beer. They should put a glove on one of them. Yeah, Laverne not, they're and not bottles; style. they're cans. But still, the sentiments there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, can we talk about Amon for a moment here? Because just as we start this segment with oh, Matt coming in, oh brother! <laughs> so Amon is all I could say. <laughs> Amon is fascinating, he, and, he really and we is. we spend some more time with him yeah. in this episode and the next episode as we see his tension with Matt rise. So what do you think about uh, 
Jackman, what do you think about the notion that, that he's like, look, just you're talking down to us. Do, do we feel that based on what we're seeing? I have no doubt in my mind that the world that Matt comes from in the world of wrestling, that things are not always discussed the same way. Um, that's probably the most diplomatic way that you could have possibly <laughs> put that. That's uh, kind of, from where I sit, kind of what I have to say about it. And they delve into this kind of in, in this episode and in a few other episodes is they don't respect him. They, no. d- they don't. And that kind of comes to the head next episode. Yeah. So, so it's kind of no, no shock to me. And Amon's very diplomatic. I mean, there's some things, uh, there's some he said, she said that we'll cover later on. Sure. But uh, it seems like he's being very diplomatic. And to be honest, you don't get to talk that way to someone because you're stressed is something that probably every single person needs to hear. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah we have all. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a common kind of courtesy thing to be sure. So the this is I want to take a moment at this point too because this is where we start getting at least I think our our big musical cutaways. We may have mm-hmm. had a song in the previous one too, but we get "Come Sail Away" here. That guy shops at my store. And uh, oh, look at that! <laughs> I bet. Shout out to Jackman's customer. Yeah. I love that T-shirt by the way. Yeah. The dude who was Doesn't wearing the T-shirt with the fake abs. I want one of those shirts. I think I, I want a t-shirt. A fake tiny t-shirt makes me look tiny, but that won't work. That's not a thing. So they do bring in. So what do we think about the music in general? For the way they're using the the music. Do we feel like it's effective? I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I, yeah. I felt like they did a great job with the soundtrack. They showed out some money for this thing too. Yeah, soundtrack wise, the song choices oh, yeah. are pretty Come great. Come sail away yeah. ain't cheap. No, no, not not particularly. No. Um. I just realized my phone was muted, so stand by for well, a minute. Now I'm tapping the mic. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, my God. Producing on the fly. Unprofessional on my part. <coughs> Some people's kids, man. Malachi, write this one down. Oh, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. He'll, he'll bring it back up. He'll be like, ah, <laughs> right here, up, coming up might be the scene where you see Isaiah. Oh, let's see. I thought they might catch my daughter oh, with gosh, the little kids, because she was up there with them. There was Matt. Yeah. He wasn't looking into the There's crowd. Me. There's Jack. There's me, baby. Who's Jackman. Mm-hmm. Who's that good-looking guy? There, there he is. is. There's Isaiah. Yeah. Hey. Look at that. Hey. He, seems to be, he seemed to be kind of throwing his head back laughing. Yeah, he was he laughing. Was, mm-hmm. He's having a good time. So. Yeah, the kids had a great time that night. So let's talk about something they did at this show, and they'll do a couple more times throughout the series. The uh, the so oh. oh there's the one big error of the whole show Vince Farrow his name yeah. is actually Vince Miro that's kind of a hard ass name though like well, I mean it's not Vin- like they Vince don't... Farrow would be a good rap name it really would <laughs> give him kind of those uh, yeah Eastern beats yeah, yeah that'd be I'm, great I'm, mm-hmm. I'm writing that one down yeah that's a that's a good one you <laughs> save that for later so yeah they they do mess up UK uh, what is is he defensive coordinator he is the uh, Victor's the only he's one of us who will know that. He's not the defensive coordinator. He is the uh, recruiting he's, coordinator. He's a tight ends coach, he is I believe. Tight ends oh, coach. Look at that. That's I'm correct. sorry, Jackman. Yeah. I, I completely miss uh, Brad, Brad Wise is the defensive coach. So, let's uh, – and I'm – Down goes Drew. Big clubbing forearm. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Drew Franklin. Oh, oh yeah. He took a bump. Yeah. That he got just – I see Mero just chopped there. That's adorable. I would like to point out, too, that this is kind of the first time – from the show's perspective that they've kind of said like Matt's right like 
every everything has kind of been pro the wrestlers, the wrestlers so oh. far, mm-hmm. and then they show you oh, know they show this this crowd <laughs> yeah. and, and everybody's yeah. cheering, including Jackman. Yeah. yeah, when it and I love the uh, they they say Matt says at some point they say I don't know wrestling but look at this crowd I yeah. know something mm-hmm. yeah oh, and yeah, he's, that place was packed that he's, night. he's right I mean like I like to give him a lot of crap as a wrestling fan but like there if you're not drawn and nobody's paying for tickets nobody's getting paid exactly. and the whole thing the whole thing's going under so exactly. there there is definitely something to be said about just getting people out to the show five dollars yeah. a head ten dollars a head. Whatever it was, yeah. Success is measured in in dollar signs. Eventually, unfortunately, it would be nice if we lived in a world where you could just do something cool and make money for it. Yeah, would just be. you know, without a lot of extra work. So, but I want to talk about something that came up here during uh, on this. that on that note. Sponsors oh. contact us. OVW podcast. Yes, OVW uh, podcast at uh, the dot com. Yeah, com. It'd be nice if you could just do some cool things and make some money. Just save guys. Like a podcast about OVW <laughs> yeah. wrestling. Yes, that'd be great. So, okay, uh, I want to get into this. Uh, and I want to start with Brian on this one. So let's talk about the whole cheap heat, which is the title of this episode. And the cheap heat in question is the UK-U of L rivalries that they, they bring in. It happens multiple times, but this is the first time it happens. As kind of our resident, I've loved this since I was six. And also not fan. a not a you not a Kentuckian. Yeah, and not yeah. a Kentuckian or particularly a Kentucky fan will forgive you for that, given that you're a Buckeye. So, what what do you think of the 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 cheap heat, so to speak? In general, or specifically in, in this situation? We'll start with the specific and work to the general, or the other way, whatever you like. In general, anything you can do to draw attention to yourself or draw attention to an angle with another uh, wrestler is perfect. They say that um, any uh, advertising or any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, and no such this, thing as bad publicity. Yeah, it, it kind of goes along with that sentiment. So uh, anything you can do to draw attention to yourself or uh, make the crowd love you or hate you or whatever emotion you desire, uh, sympathy, anger, whatever, uh, any way you can make that happen, more power to you, and what, you're better off for it. One of the oldest adages in the wrestling industry is that the worst thing people can do is not care. Yep. Right. The Apathy's worst thing's a pe- killer. Yeah, yeah. The wor- it's, as long as you're getting a reaction out of somebody somewhere, you're, doing, you're on it. You're doing something right. So you are our cynical side of the room, Jackman. What do you think of all this cheap heat? Do you agree with Al? I can't. From a wrestling fan standpoint, yes. Um, In terms of, like, we want this thing to appear like a national product. We don't want it to appear like a regional product. This stuff doesn't matter to someone. They had buys from, like, Europe on this thing. Vince Mero, Vince Farrow doesn't matter to someone in Europe. But at a live show, like the Country Boy show was... I kind of don't have as much of a problem with it because it's a little more contained. But one of my biggest fears when the UK UFL stuff wormed its way into OVW was that it was just going to become that all the time. And that really kind of does diminish what you're trying to do if you're trying to present this thing as a national or international product. I don't think that's happened, though. I don't think either. I no, don't think so. You but don't it, see that in the Thursday night shows. So. No, but it was one of, at the beginning, when it just seemed like every week, like, oh, we're going to have Lee and Haley come and 
you know, do the, it just kind of diminished it to kind of a local or regional or statewide thing. And that's never what OVW has tried to be. So that's just kind of, it's, it goes both ways. I see it both ways. And I guess you kind of have to, again, it's that balance between creativity and financials that they talked about earlier on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just kind of got to find a way to make it work. And $10 a head is $10 a head. That's, I mean, <laughs> but it, no matter why they're showing up, if it's for the beer or because it's the radio show or Vince Marrow, $10 a head is still $10 a head. So several times. And you can't even hit 74, 75 pay-per-views. So I'm just. Yeah, if you're not getting, a, if you can't break 100. I go then, both ways. Yeah, you should do whatever you can. So um, we get into, uh, we, we finally meet Brian, misspelled, but we'll, we'll accept it. Isn't that right, Brian? Correct. Yeah, that, that is not how you spell Brian. Two out of two Brian's agree two out. that it's I know why. No why. No why. So, but we get introduced to Brian here, and funnily enough, he has a role that I sort of recognize in a lot of ways. He is just the dude who goes and gets and does the weird things, and uh, it's it, in, my ra in my day job, I have a job a little something like this that I do with Victor. Uh, I, I wish it was this creative, uh, but it's it's often just a lot of driving around town, picking things up from places. But I still sort of recognize the hustle of, of Brian, and, and he's really kind of our emotional center in this episode. Yeah, I remind is, you that we're sitting here doing a podcast for the record. But we, anyway. we are, but this is not what I normally do for you either. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we start with Brian and... and yeah, he is he is a delight in this thing. He's probably it's a ball of energy the whole time. Yeah, and it's my favorite part of probably my favorite character out of this show. Uh, I, I know we're all supposed to like Haley J and and you know be invested in that, and I like her just fine. But I, I really like the the Brian kind of as a single father and and all of that. It, yeah, it just I can definitely me. relate to him a few times oh, in yeah. this episode and. I, I feel for you, man. I've been where you are. The phone call yeah. that oh. he has to make to his son. Yeah, which we, we, we will, we're getting to that. <laughs> yeah, That's this. coming up. So a yeah. little bit of man. This. So can we talk about certified Luke Curtis just barging into Al's office when he's supposed to be interviewing, you know, doing a private interview, and he's like, I'm the man. You should put me in the show. That's that's hey. part of being. You got to be a superstar. Yeah, you got to advocate for yourself. Nobody yeah. else is doing it for you. And I mean, to be fair, he is certified. So yeah, I know. would like to know what certification board he went through and and what the he can drive the a forklift. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably it. He's forklift certified, Luke Curtis. Yeah, he probably saw the got the paper and he's like, "Ooh, that's a good word." Al's uh, Al's face when. Uh, certified is kind of shooting his shot is just like it's it's kind of like what I imagine if you have a kid or you're around a kid and they're like yeah and then you know I'm gonna jump off you know just like whatever yeah. weird thing die. a kid thinks of yeah watch me die yeah and, and it's that it's that old that. mad TV bit watch what I can do yeah and Al's just kind of like all right oh, yeah no yeah totally yeah sure. no great yeah mm-hmm mm -hmm. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the. So as weird as I found certified barging in to cut his own promo, on on not his time, the the whole Hosea and the wrestling Avengers versus JLA thing. I wish I could have heard that whole story. <laughs> I really want to hear that whole pitch. As far as the reaction, got it, he got got his phone. Though, it was crickets. 
Well, yeah, yeah he wanted to do the Wrestling Avengers first. Well, yeah, I am a... and he's going, going, going. Not to say that that's a bad story or a bad idea or a bad anything. I'm sure it's bad, it's just... but I really want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And he said, first thing he said, though, was Superman. And I'm like, that's Uh-oh. Not... Oh, mm. sorry, that's not Marvel. No. I don't watch Try... that nerd stuff anyway. Try again. So. Cue the uh, Price is Right <laughs> loser horn here. Oh, there he is. There's, there's Eric Darkstorm <laughs> back in his car. He is also so we're kind of. I love how they kind of set these set up like a um, set up a thing, and then they give us like five examples of it, and they kind of go one to the other. Like mm-hmm. everybody's trying to get on the pay per view. Certified barges in. Isaiah's mm-hmm. got weird high concept sci fi. Eric Darkstorm sits in his car and bitches. <laughs> 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 and then Haley has the best idea of all of them. You know, I love that Haley came up with that whole bit on down to running into the ring post. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I cannot get over that Toyota. It keeps showing it, and it just draws my attention every time. He I looks see like it. he's two hours late with your pizza, and he can't yeah. tell which trailer you live in. And somehow he's mad at you because he's <laughs> like... <laughs> that, I think that his vanity license plate on that thing just says, why'd you pull me over for? <coughs> and, and, and at some point, we're going to go to the barbers and watch them create whatever kind of abstract art that is going on on his cheeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to talk about that when it happens. But that's not now. So, yeah, Haley, and I just love, she's on on our screen as we're talking right now. I love watching her pitch this and putting herself, that's the great thing about wrestlers that I'm learning here is that they pitch their own worst foibles. They pitch Mm -hmm. the the bad things that happened to them were generally their idea. Mm -hmm. And then Al's kind of face of, without admitting that this is kind of a great idea he just kind of rubs his eyes and says yeah no let's do it, yep, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite is that he seemed angry about it because he's like mm-hmm. yes it's very much like yeah. why didn't i think of that? Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it your way it's like yeah and and it's just so great with her mom like the whole mom daughter dynamic of this whole thing mm-hmm. is just and they're continuing it today i mean we're gonna see it on thursday's episode more it's just all great yeah, we've seen it the last several weeks on their weekly show. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're still and most the of these storylines still exist. It's uh, there's the mayor. Yeah, there's the mayor of Louisville. So we're and we're coming up to uh, our second Brian Cran- uh, Brian. Uh, is it Brian Kennison? Yes, Kennison. Brian Kennison. Brian Cranston's that is, guy is who it, can't act. But Kennison, Oof. you mean like Sam Kennison? Is that the same name? No, Brian Kennison is breaks bad, but at least he can no, spell his name. No, Brian Kennison is. Brian Kennison, Sam Brian Kennison. Kennison. It's okay, it's Kennison. Kennison, Kennison. Okay. There are just too many Brian's. Not enough the, vowels. There are not that enough Brian's. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they're sitting here in the office talking to Brian about what his job is, and whether or not they can afford to keep him. Yeah, whether full-time. or not they. Yeah. This and the one, look on his face yeah. is awful. Oh, man. I mean, basically oh, they lay, lay it down to him. They're like, "Hey, dude, you know, get us some uh, views and increase." Attendance and revenue, or uh, you're fired, basically. Well, I, they weren't quite that. No, it was pretty blunt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they there, yeah, there, was no, there was no two, two ways out, about shove it. Off. Right yeah. there, Matt just said it. He said, I want to see your impact. We have to physically see your impact. So, I mean, that's butts in the seats. The mayor said that. So, I guess I shouldn't call him the mayor, but. 
I mean, he is. He, he is wasn't here, but he would be eventually. <coughs> Sorry about my wheezing. I haven't felt good this week. That's so. all right. So, one of the which brings we all us feel bad to sometimes. yeah, everybody oh. hurts. Sometimes. sometimes, and now we got to pay for that song, but not really. No, we can just talk. If I just we keep talking over it, it uh, it, it clears. Oh well, oh. yeah. And I just I just sang two notes. Surely they will Surely they can't name that tune in two notes. They probably can, but don't call me Shirley. Okay, well I'll keep it in mind. So we uh, we go to one of my. I, I keep I think I keep saying that everything is my favorite, but yeah, it is. it's uh, a delightful. You're an excitable listen. guy. I'm an excited. Look, I have not only am I excitable, but I have a very low like bar. I can I am easily amused. Easily amused. Easy, perhaps. Oh yeah, too this is where he goes hunting. Yes. for the pig's head. That's yeah, the great. pig's mask and the Zoltan machine. This mm-hmm. is just delightful. It is. So and and I think I think there would be nothing more fun for me in my life but to take Al Snow to one of these places with like five hundred dollars and say, "Go crazy, buddy! Let's just get whatever you <laughs> he want." He gets two things. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, by the way, oh, that's true. That pig's head was like what seventy, eighty dollars. It was seventy it bucks. Was seventy bucks. I love how he he looks it over, inspects it, puts it down, and like you can see the wheels turn. And like, mm-hmm. man, I really, really want this. Mm-hmm. But I know I, I shouldn't buy it. But then hell with it. I'm hey, getting it anyway. Yeah, made the match, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, speaking of the match, the match in question being a cinematic match where, okay, so I, I didn't watch this pay-per-view, full disclosure, so all I have is what happened in what we saw in this episode. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Crixus and Luscious Lawrence go to... Go to uh, through a portal. Through a, a portal. portal. Well, they end up, they, they, they go somewhere in Louisville, presumably, to that well, dude's to haunted it, house. To but, Amon's haunted house. Right, in the storyline, they go through the gates of hell or something like that. Amon's oh. lair. And yeah, they, house of pancakes. And it's so, and, and it's just delightful. Like, I don't even, we don't even get to see the whole thing. Just kind of clips and their reactions, but... I, I kind of want to go back and watch that. The, the part where, it, was very, it was very, it was very. The part where Crixus spins the guy around and it's just addressed that that was pretty great. So, what do we think in general of these cinematic matches where we're kind of just away and and watching, and it's not happening in front of the crowd? I think that a good cinematic match is really good. I think that bad ones are really bad, yeah. and that's kind of wrestling in general. <laughs> like, well, if they're bad, they're better sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's they true. get bad enough that they loop yeah. back around. Kind of sure. the, the the Tommy Wiseau effect, the the Ed Wood effect. You have to do them though. You know, well, yeah, you, you gotta add. You, in got, you gotta add into the flair on it. It's well, good for TV. Too. And they were just so hot at this time too that if OVW is trying to present themselves as like a national promotion. They kind of had to do one, at least. Sure. One. Yeah. Well, I, like I say, I definitely want to go back. I'm, I think I'm going to go back and watch this on my own. Very much worth it. Just because it looks so good. It mm-hmm. looks scary. Like the thing where Luscious is, is holding on to the, like grabbing him, and then it's just the dress he was in. He was in a dress. I assume you've watched it. So, yeah, this whole thing is just great. And mm-hmm. this, this, I would love to do this. Like, can we go do a cinematic match? I would love to film, be filming around a school bus at midnight. It's just hilarious and great. I just, I was impressed. At, I did not realize it took them, I mean, they were shooting this thing for like seven hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was all night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's dedication considering that the TV show is two hours live. These guys are doing take after take after take for, you know, seven hours in the middle of the night in a field somewhere. 
and this is ends up being like a 10 minute clip too yeah, it, it, yeah. the whole show is like 10 15 minutes and it's over if that long basically it's a short film you yeah know, they just kind of cut a, a short horror film in the middle of their wrestling show and it's pretty great really I like how they show uh, Crixus just wrestling with the uh, dress here in a minute. They don't really show what happens till later on. I thought yeah, that, that the, was the pretty reveal, well done. Yeah, mm-hmm. Holding the it, reveal was nice. Yeah. And the way it comes out is, is lovely. Mm-hmm. It's really nicely done when you see it, the way they cut it together. Yeah, it was pretty neat. So, and then after that, we get into the KSR Golf Scramble, which... Um, so, they released the soundtrack of the score... Mm-hmm. Not like the the music, not the not the soundtrack, but the actual score. Right. And there's a song called the that song they plays there is the KSR Golf Scramble. It's right. called that. Boom, 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 boom. I, I, I love anything with a big tuba, so it delighted me. I, I, I take a drink every time I say delight. <laughs> so it's delightful. But the theme of the golf scramble seemed to be that Brian Kennison is working very hard and is not being appreciated mm-hmm. for that work. If I had to sum it up in one sentence. He runs around, he breaks up ice, he delivers things, he tries to... Matt actually grabbed, grabbed the chair for him and carried No, he it, grabbed the table. The table, and then yeah, carried it to someone else. He did. He's like, here you go, this looks You like- want to carry this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I can't knock him, I do those kind of things I'm too. aware you... Yeah, you and Matt are a lot alike. I'm kind of your Ryan women, really, when it comes down to it. I don't know about all that. I, but, could, I could never be that uh, forceful of a person. He is very forceful. Mm-hmm. But Matt does eventually notice that, that that Brian is here, but he's having a bad day. And uh, he will he, he, we get a little bit of it where he approaches and uh, kind of consoles uh, consoles Brian for everything that's going on. But uh, and I love in this moment that uh, my Brian's line, I love I write down some quotes occasionally, as you guys have noticed and at one point, Brian says, I can make another job. I can't make another OVW. And that's really kind of where, I, that, like, that's my job I do for you is very much that. Like, I could go get another job and make other money, but there's no job like what I do for you, and it's just a lot of, like, building, and it's it's great. So that's my that's my uh, my commercial for working for Victor. So. Well, and you just, you really do just kind of get, you kind of get bummed out with Kennison because he feels it feels like he's up against something kind of insurmountable um it 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 really does you can tell he's shook you can tell that he's afraid of losing this thing that he's put so much work into you can tell he feels underappreciated and uh it just like you 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 do have an incredible amount of sympathy for this guy like oh certainly yeah I I just want to give him a hug (laughs) I definitely relate to what he's going through because I've had days like that where I had you know, tons of work stuff to do. I've got to be here at a certain time and then go do this and then go do something else. And in the back of your head, you've got your own personal thing going on. And in this case, it's, uh, it's you know, trying to catch up with his son. And I, I feel that, man. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just this guy's been had this role for a long time. And then all of a sudden, new, new boss in town, new mayor in town, and he's being told, you have two months to show us that you're worth keeping around, mm-hmm. and that's you. It, that's that sucks, man. Like that sucks. Well, sure. <laughs> but I, I don't know that that's Matt or Greg no. being particularly mean spirited. I don't think so. Well, no. It's just the reality so of things. Yeah, but it it doesn't. It's not. It's not a fun thing to watch. No. Way. 
we we feel that we feel his at least I did I really felt the the pressure and the pain for him and so they they do a great job in this part of building Matt as kind of the heel character because you know while Brian's talking all sad to about his son you know he's talking to his son and everything and here goes Matt golfing yeah he's in, yeah. literally in the background <laughs> hitting a golf club and yeah. so can oh can we talk for a moment about the uh, the melaninly challenged individual that cash flow gives a chop to oh, oh yeah oh a, goodness not this guy the next guy no yeah it's it's coming up on our screens right yeah. now we keep kind of forwarding through the episode so i wanted that guy to get oh there he is <laughs> yeah that guy's whiter than sour cream man <laughs> just seemed to enjoy that a little more than i think is healthy he looks like powder he, he, yeah. god that's what it is he's freaking powder <laughs> Oh, look at the handprint. Yeah, the, only, can, the only color on that guy is the big red handprint across his chest. And you can see Cash Flow's uh, fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Big, so meaty palms. Yeah, yeah, big, big, meaty palms. Yeah, big, meaty palms. So, yeah, here's we, we keep yeah. cutting back and forth between. I don't like losing time with you as Matt's chasing down a drive. Yeah. 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 And it, it, it's just hilarious and and sad and it they do so they, they're no, so good was, at this. I, I thought it was pretty pretty well done. You know they oh, they yeah. built a they built a kind of the the well and I don't know I'm lost on my word there but they're just giving they're just showing you what happened. Yeah, it's they're not they're not like, building a story. They just find it and see yeah. here's where Matt comes and and does and apparently that was longer. I mean obviously they're not trying to show Matt as right as care as a caring boss at this point. He just says, "Oh, sorry to hear that," and go gets on his I cart got, and I scoots away. Do, yeah. So lots of motorized, weird motorized vehicles in the show, and I want them all. So can we talk about for a moment when they go to? We're, we're getting into the merch sales at the towards the end of this, and Eric uh, is once again talking about his uh, star-crossed lover girlfriend Haley J. And is seems a little jealous that she's able to sell a bunch of gear and or a bunch of merch, and because he thinks that she'd sell more, he doesn't sell any at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that that's a little that's weird, dude. Mm-hmm. What do you, I mean, we found out weirdness is going to continue with this guy. Does yeah, not. but that's like ultimate sour grapes. Oh, you're going to sell yeah, 15 T-shirts tonight? Fine, then I won't sell any. Right. I'm just going to be okay. broke. Self-deprecation. Yeah, self, self-defecation. And, and, <laughs> That's something different, and we're not getting into it right now. <laughs> well, think about it. He's not selling anything, so he's not making any money, so he's kind of shit in the bed, right? That is that is true. That is a thing that – that is a way to interpret that. <laughs> so, and, and then we get into the, the, the Christian TV station mm-hmm. that apparently one day a week does wrestling. Delightful. Of course, it's very much – Drink. Uh, huh? Drink. Yeah, oh, drink. Yep. There, look at that. I got to stop saying that. It's all. I'm just delighted by this whole drink, thing. Drink, drink, drink. Stop it. <laughs> all right. You basically say that a lot. I do. I'm. 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 Well, and see, so you have Darkstorm here. He's complaining about not moving any merch, and then he's also wearing someone else's merch. He really is. <laughs> you know, it's like you gotta. This is just, Vic. You're in a Guns N' Roses hat. How many Guns N' Roses ma- magazine pullouts did you see back in the day where they wearing anything other than a Guns N' Roses T-shirt? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you gotta rep the brand. Yeah. This is number one rule of of self promotion: is wear your own stuff. Even though uh, Duff does wear. I saw him four years ago, right? And uh-huh. I saw him again like last week. And both times he was wearing the same Shooter Jennings shirt. Oh, there you go. Wow, that, that is a man who is consistent. Yeah, no kidding. 
so yeah, we get into the pay per view now. And just like he has a shirt at this point, you know. Dush, at dush this dush. point, yeah, yeah, he should yeah. probably be wearing a shirt. He's an older gentleman, just like some of us here. So one of the things that I noticed in this when they're when they're showing the matches that I wish OVW would just adopt is that stupid ha over the ring cam that's just straight oh, down great. on the match. Yeah. I'm like, can we cut to that all the time? Why is that not on Thursdays? If you like that, you might be a fan of a, a promotion called Lucha Underground. They utilize that camera a lot. Just just uh, you know, for your own your oh. your own sake. Cameras can be purchased. I, I I'd like to sponsor that cam. And they get into this uh they get into this and the the song here we come back with another song. They're basically making wrestling music videos and it it's great. And here we're Major Tom uh coming home and uh that we see the hair match, we see a little bit of the ladder match, but the the hair match just comes off perfectly with with Haley, mm-hmm. just just giving herself her own bump. Well, and that uh that ladder match too was a heck of a match. That uh, you can actually find that one pretty easily on YouTube. And uh, it is a little sad. We know that uh, that they do they are concerned about the level of the uh, the empty seats that are here. That you know e- that even though. Uh, even though they uh, have done so much work, they mm-hmm. filmed this side match. They, you know, this this cinematic thing. They did the hair match. They did all of this stuff. They've been going all over the state. This is where we get. Well, you needed five hundred downloads, and how many downloads did you get again, Brian? Seventy-four. Seventy-four. Which that technically is, is passing. I mean, except not, you're not you're, when you're trying to get five hundred. There's five hundred points possible. No. That's not that. That's, that's well, not on a passing. scale from zero to one hundred, yes, zero to five hundred, not so much. Not as much. Not quite twenty percent of what they were hoping for. So, uh, and then we, you know, Matt uh, Al kind of deals with it by was that his wife giving him the massage? Yes, or was, yes. I, I thought so, Jessica. Yeah. I just wanted to to mention that briefly. And she's a female bodybuilder. I bet that's a firm massage. It looked firm. It looked, yeah. I mean, it looked even my back. Felt better after watching it. Yeah, <laughs> watching her give a massage made my back pop, definitely. Yeah. And then, yeah, Brian has his little Zoom call where we get the 74 and, like, 60 in the U.S. Yeah. and 15 in the U.K. I like how they tried to church it up. They were like, well, but you did get one in Puerto Rico or yeah, whatever. Or Ecuador. Or, yeah, they were like, but Lithuania. It was, it was Lithuania. Lithuania. It was Lithuania. like, it's not what you wanted, but, hey, you know, we, you Global did at least appeal. get one. Yeah. International. So yeah, this is this is I guess this would you can say that this is kind of your belly of the beast moment. This is where, you know, the 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 wrestlers are at their lowest moment. And then we'll see the the other end of the spectrum Matt at his lowest moment at the end mm-hmm. of the next episode. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we're kind of And this is the hero's journey kind this, of this is our low point. This is that volley too between well this is when matt does it his way or you guys kind of take some of his ideas look at the reaction you get but here's your guys's way and you guys don't have you it guys just, are having trouble happened. settling out yeah. yeah so it's just a kind of that they're showing doing a great job of showing the the the, the contrast there between yeah, you may hate matt but that does not mean well, he's they, wrong they were in a dire situation there i mean 74 downloads when you're trying or uh when, it takes when you're trying to, to get possible. 500, I mean, that's... And yeah. we got, like, 45 today for a podcast we uploaded last night. So 75 downloads for I an mean, international... We're chasing a, yeah. yeah, like, 
we we that's a really good day for us we appreciate everyone who's sticking around with us on this journey thank you so much but to put it just really does put in perspective how little 74 downloads are yeah that's nothing nothing because we're because we're 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 fledgling at best so yeah (laughs) i mean we're just riding off their coattails now yeah exactly how much their coattails have grown yes so congratulations guys on growing your coattails thank you for being long enough that we can now stand on them so, but yeah, that's where we end on kind of a downer here on episode two. Any any final thoughts before we close it up here, gentlemen? We're this is for me, having seen a little bit ahead, this is where um where stuff next episode is where stuff really starts to, to hit home. Like oh, it yeah. really it really yeah, starts is, firing on all cylinders. Next next episode is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I may cry. I have cried watching this episode twice now. So I may cry trying to talk about it. It's it's a lot. Yeah. But it's the the first two episodes here have done such a great job of just setting just setting the, the, the foundation for what we're going to see over the rest of the season. All right, so we will be back tomorrow um with Podcasters 3, which will cover episode 3. What is that called again? I think that's Faces Heels and Faces or Heels faces and Faces. And heels. We'll, we'll we'll have it by tomorrow. Trust us. Uh so in the meantime for Victor. Yes. And Brian. Hello. And Jackman. Hey. Good. And Malachi in the other room. What's up, Malachi? He once again waved at us. You need, a, you need a great Mr. Sacco puppet meme. or something. He does need a Sacco puppet. I would pay attention to that. There it is. There we go. Just need a sock. He's naked. Naked Sacco. Naked Sacco. So we will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you. uh Before we go, just to say, Podcasters, the unofficial Wrestlers After Show, is presented by the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Podcasters is produced by Blacklight Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. Our audio engineer and editor is Malachi Woodard. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. And senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. Your OVW podcast broadcast team is Brian Hines and Jackman Oates, who is, if you're watching us on YouTube, now doing gang signs. OV-dub, baby. OV-dub for life. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or technically on YouTube. We have that thing. Rate us five stars and give us a review. And you can follow us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, X even, whatever you want. We're around. Until next time, this is Tiny Brian reminding you to beware of rabbits. They eat carrots. Peace. Love you guys.